Guys, we have a very, very, very special guest, near and dear to my heart. Um, I'm going to kind of try my best to embarrass Big Will Disley here in a little bit. Um, but Big Willie, I used to, you know, guys, Mindset Monday is like, hey, light your hair on fire, get your focus for the week, let's ready to rock and roll. And Dis and I uh, connected a few weeks back. He happened to be in town. So he goes to training camp next week. Dis, is that when you guys check in? Yeah, next week. Okay, perfect. So Dis and I were just chopping up. I, guys, I lost a golf match to this guy. Are you kidding me? He texts me. He goes, hey, listen, golf game's getting a little better than last year. So let's get after it. So we had a little rematch and he beat me. Uh, but the long and the short of it is, Dis and I were talking about mindset. I mean, to the point where this gives me um, Zen, the beginner's, you know, sort of approach to sort of looking at Zen and just the, the, the um, golly, what's the right word? Meditation. So Dis and I were just chat, talking back and forth. And I, I was like, dude, I would love to have you on one of our Mindset Mondays if that was in without without a hesitation goes I'm in absolutely just let me know what's going on so big dis thank you so very very much for being here buddy um I want to give a little bit of background real quick um so Disley was one of the biggest kids I coached him in high school was always one of the biggest kids out there and we used to tease him all the time we we're like dude you're gonna play in the NFL we're gonna you're gonna play in the NFL but you're gonna be a tackle right so if you don't know anything about football this is the guy who's just blocking for everybody, doing all the things. Well, he proved us all wrong and gets drafted by the Seattle Seahawks a, a few years back and gets to go to work every day with some of the biggest alpha males out there in the business, um, including the likes of that defense, Bobby Wagner's in the world and the, and the KJ Wright's in the world. And uh, even before that, the Earl Thomas is in the world. But the long and the short of it is he goes to work every single day with my wife's favorite football player of all time, Russell Wilson. So, Guys, Disley, I used to ride his butt every single day in practice. Like, he was the ultimate guy, and we knew he had something special about him. So what did we do? We kept pushing and pushing and pushing. The minute we sort of give up or the minute we stop pushing you means what? We've sort of given up on you in, in, a, in a sense. So, Dis, you go to college. You leave small-town Bozeman, Montana. You go to the University of Washington out there in Seattle. Um Playing on the defense side of the ball, later in your career, you move back to the offensive side of the ball where I always wanted you and where I get to see you every single day. What was sort of your mindset back then? And then don't give me too many nuggets because then I want to see where it was at from big boy college football to now I'm the elite of the elite, which is I believe like 0.1% or 0.06% of college players get a chance to play in the NFL. Talk me through a little bit about your mindset. Yeah. Uh, so for those of you who don't know me, um, just born and raised in Bozeman. I'm just a joyful kid. Um, I love people. I love working and I love learning new things. So that's kind of a bit about me. So for those who don't know my story, I went to University of Washington and I played defensive line for two years and was essentially told I wasn't good enough at my job in like a roundabout way. They were like, you want to play offense? And I was like, yeah, let's try that out. <laughs> like I want to play. And so I switched positions to tight end. And during that time was a really tough time. I mean, I mean, I, you guys can all imagine, right, getting fired or, or told you're not good enough at something. And I kind of had to pivot and say, because in Bozeman, right, I was definitely always said I was the biggest kid. Things kind of were easy. had a lot of fun, won a state championship. But to go to University of Washington, where I was now a little fish, big pond, and to kind of get hit in the mouth a little bit and had to kind of figure out, okay, well, what made me successful? And that was my relationships. 
and it was just working hard, really. Um, so I have two older brothers um, who are kind of Bozeman legends. Nick played basketball for Montana State and just the nicest guy you'll ever meet. And Russ played hockey um, out in Salem State and, you know, just kind of made me who I am, just tough, gritty kind of guy. And for the most part, in that time frame, right, I had to figure out a way to pivot and become successful again, right? We had we had shown some success, got in the University of Washington, but um, had to switch to offense, which was, you know, Renovere's favorite position. And, um, you know, really it was this kind of – Coach Peterson introduced me to the book called The Slide Edge, um, which for those of you who haven't read, I really recommend it. And basically it's just using the power of compound interest. And you guys are all money people, so I imagine you kind of know a little bit about that. It's, it's making but, – but you take compound interest and you apply it to your life. So it's making small decisions daily – that will have great effect on your life. And so me as an athlete, right, what are the small decisions that I can control? Well, it's the amount of sleep I get. It's the amount of hydration I get. It's the work I put in. And so for me, I'm not the biggest, fastest, um, you know, most athletic guy out there, but I have to do all, I have to pretty much do all those little things all the time to separate myself. And I just focused on what I could control. And that was really sleep, hydrate and working out and trying to get better and build skill. So all those things, I just kind of tried to make great decisions daily to have a great impact. And, um, you know, story gets crazy and ended up getting drafted the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, awesome. So thank you for that. And, and you're exactly right. I mean, the slide edge, those compound things. I mean, in real estate, we're constantly saying, hey, listen, today your job is to do this, 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 and this, but you're not going to see those results for possibly 60, 90, sometimes even 180 days down the road. So just thank you for sharing that. All right. So fast forward, we had a huge learning curve going back from defense to offense. You put your hand back in the dirt, just on the other side of the ball. Um, you get drafted, right? They tell you almost as this locking tight end, right? Like, hey, I'm just going to be an extension of the offensive line. And you go to camp and they start realizing that, Billy Bozeman has some of the best damn hands they've ever seen. Because, why? Because you caught a lot of tennis balls, right? Remember? All the days. So, yep. um, so now you're in the room. Now you're in the NFL. Now you're in that elite stuff. Like, what is sort of that, that mindset approach right then and there? Like, does it ramp up a notch? Because, like, hey, I'm here, but I want to stay here? Or was it just like, no, hey, it's just business as usual? Yeah. I think it was a little bit of business as usual for me coming from a program like University of Washington. But the cool thing about our program in Seattle, led by Pete Carroll, is they just want you to be who you are. Um, they don't want you to be anything different other than who you are, right? There's a reason that you got to the NFL. So just do that reason to the best of your abilities. So for me, it was kind of like, what do I do really well? And, you know, a lot of it was being a really good blocker, but a lot of it, you know, is being a great catcher. So it's like, I can, I can be a great catcher and I can be a great blocker. I just have to, you know, be who I am. And so it kind of goes back to that same mindset I developed in college, which was just do the little things and, you know, you know, outlast everyone was kind of my goal is like, if, cause there's so many great talents. Peterson always talked about coach Peterson at UW always talked about, there's so many great talents that never make it. And that always frustrated me because it's like they have way more talent than I do. They're way more athletic. They're way better at football, but they don't ever make it right. They they make a bad decision or they don't put in the work. And I was like, well, I don't have all that talent. So I still have to continue 
to do all the, all the little things, right. All the body things, all the extra catches, all the tennis ball drills or whatever. So finding those things and trying to make those great habits was kind of my approach getting into the NFL and, um, you know, those seasons kind of go really fast. And then, so for those who don't know my story, I played four games and then I ruptured my patella tendon. And this has kind of been my story. So then I, I fought really hard to get back from my patella tendon rupture, which is a nine, 12 month rehab. And then I played six games, had a great start. We were five and one and tore my Achilles the next year. So back to back season ending injuries that are statistically some of the hardest ones to come back from. And you know, a lot of people, you know, kind of wrote me off or whatever, but I always knew in my mind that I was going to come back because I had this ability to use compound interest and slide edge. And I think that is where I've really seen um, how people are successful, right? They have a vision. My vision was to get back to the NFL and play 16 games. And I knew what it took and I knew the work it was going to take. And I just applied compound interest and I went, I didn't miss days and I just did the little things. And now last year we played 16 games and I'm going into year four. So I think, uh, you know, business as usual, it it is what it is, but also you got to find a way to to separate yourself through the little things, I think. Absolutely. No. um, Yeah. I, I just wrote that down. Creating great habits is something that we talk about all the darn time. So thank you very, very much for bringing that up because it is just chipping away at it every single day. And some will tell you, hey, it takes three weeks to create a habit. Something, some studies say it takes 66 days. Whatever the case may be, you just have to do it every single day. Um, how are you feeling physically right now? Good. Yeah, really good. We have one more week uh, before training camp. And so right now it's kind of just maintaining. You can't cram for this test. So it's just, you know, getting, getting another week of workouts in and then going and um, training camp. I'm kind of preparing my mind a little bit because training camp is one of the most stressful times of the year. It's basically, I don't know if you guys understand it, but you have six weeks um, to compete for your job. So it's me versus, and it's not just me versus my position. It's me versus the receivers because it's a puzzle, right? There's there's 90 guys that come to camp and only 50 six make the roster plus some practice squad guys. So essentially a third of the people are going to lose their jobs in six weeks. And so um, everything that you do is, is heightened, is more stressed. And so you kind of just have to prepare for it, visualize and just go and get ready to compete a little bit. So I'm, I'm really excited for the opportunity. Um, obviously it stems from a lot of confidence playing for three years, but um, you always have to kind of give it its respect and go in ready, um, you know, kind of for that, you know what it is and when, when when you put it that way this that is that's that's sort of impactful that's huge like you're competing six weeks for your job and the amount of pressure there so what are you doing in between practices to sort of like are you just living on that just that anxiety or that fear or that just that oh crud did I, I dropped the ball today am I gonna get cut like how do you try and reset your brain in between some of those very, very high intensity uh, settings? Yeah, it definitely helps you get up in the morning. That's for sure. Uh, so, you, I mean, first thing is, I think it is sleep. Sleep is the number one thing. And I think in any field, people don't utilize sleep enough. Um, it has so many health benefits, not only for your body, but also for your brain. And so sleep is a huge priority. So really, like I probably won't even turn a TV screen on 
for the next six weeks, just because you want to, you get home at where I get done. We get done with the work days at like six 30 and you think right, you got to kill two hours before you can really go to sleep. But I won't even touch the TV screen because I know that I don't want it to affect my sleep. And I pretty much go to bed at the same time. I wake up at the same time for the next six weeks, which is really nice to get into that habit um, for a season. But that's a big one for me, especially just because of, you know, the workload we do physically, but also the stress level is huge. Cause if you're, if you're backed up on sleep, it makes things really hard from a mental, mental standpoint. And then um, I've read some really cool books. The powerful engagement um, is a really cool book. It talks about working in sprints and finding joy to recover. Um, so a lot of people don't realize like the stress that work puts on you. Um, and people want to just grind through the workday, eight hours, eight hours, eight hours, where this book kind of, demonstrates a, a method of working in short sprints so two hour chunks and then taking some breaks but you can't really control the schedule but finding those times right post practice to you know hit 15 minutes of meditation or hit 15 minutes of stretching um or just honestly in some of the books is just a 15 minute conversation so i'll call my brothers see how they're doing about their day or a friend or whatnot and then try and find dinners and stuff with friends to try and reset um that way because those are kind of my outlets can't play golf uh, during camp, but if I could, I would. So those are, those are kind of the, the quick tips. And then, you know, obviously don't take life too seriously. Have a lot of fun while you're doing it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so how much does that change? Let's fast forward We get through camp healthy as an ox. What, what changes, like, is it, is there another level, another switch or again, I mean, you, you are pretty laid back, very, very successful, very, competitive human being. I, I know you guys might not get that impression. This guy hates to lose. Like he absolutely hates to, to lose at anything. So what changes there as it's game time, if you will? Yeah. So um, the kind of the beauty of our game is we, we, we prep for Sunday. So we have one day a week where it's kind of all or nothing. And um, there's kind of a saying that goes around is that they don't pay you to play. They pay you to practice. And so, because uh, everyone, I mean, Jeff Renevere is 90 years old. He would throw on pads and play on Sunday if he could. Everyone would love to suit up and play in front of 60,000 people and, you know, wear a Seahawk helmet. And so that's, everyone would do that. But you have to take advantage of the work week. And so for that is, um, you know, finding your routine, really. That's the biggest thing. Um, and, and finding your routine so it's not mundane, right, so you can find outlets. So, like, Tuesday, I know I have my day off. So I try and plan something fun, right? I go for a hike or I play nine holes of golf or I get dinner with friends, you know, not drinking, but just having that social aspect and getting out. And then, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, our work days are 12 hour days. So knowing that my body's going to and then figuring out your recovery stuff in between is kind of that, which took a long time. And I think that is what led to our conversation about at the golf course we had the other day, which is about like the great ones are very curious and so for me, I'm always asking questions, right, to the Bobby Wagners, the Russell Wilsons, like, hey, how, how are you doing it? You know, how are you able to play 16 games was a big question I asked. But, you know, for Bobby, he did stem cells and got a hyperbaric chamber, which are these crazy things that you guys don't need to get. But for me, it's really helpful, right? We do these plane rides that are six hours, and that's really harmful on your body. So any way to mitigate that inflammation and figuring out the rhythms, right? Russ does a lot of charity work, which I'm going to implement this year, um, you know, kind of on those Tuesdays. So just kind of learning those tips and tricks and never being able to ask, even if they're at the same level of you or below you, like, hey, how are you doing this better? 
you know, kind of what are you focused on this year? Um, you know, a lot of it is, so our business is production-based. And so I, I ask a lot of questions about, hey, how do you manage that? Like, if you have a bad week, that's low production. And he's like, well, you just prepare, you know, production comes from preparation. So um, just a lot of those tricks. But curiosity is the number one thing I found that would make you great or not great. Because if you, and that was the whole book I gave. So the book I gave Jeff Renevere was called um, Zen Mind, Re Beginner's Mind. Um, and that was recommended by Phil Knight in his book, 11 Rings, which if you guys are sports nuts, that's a good book to read. But Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind is all about having, it's called Big Mind. And it's basically like you want to have a child's mind and just want to learn everything. Imagine having all the information that you have in your brain, but being like, I want to learn more and grow more. And it, it will just impact your life so much. Um, and that's kind of what the great ones do. I mean, there's still, you know, guys like Russ and Bobby who are still asking questions, still curious about their craft. And that's why they keep growing. And so I'm just trying to adopt that, that approach as well. I love that. And, and the great ones are very curious. I remember when he told me that uh, a couple of weeks ago, I mean, I dang near jumped out of my chair for crying out loud. I thought that was phenomenal because in this industry, that's exactly what it is. Like this thing is evolving every split second. And it, that top 1%, that top 2% of, of agents are constantly looking to add more, constantly wanting to figure out, okay, what else can I be doing? And finding that routine, being disciplined, creating great habits are all things that if there's anything we can pull from this, if an NFL player, a professional actively in the National Football League can do this, I think we as real estate professionals should probably try our best to do it as well. So this, thank you very, very much for jumping on here, my man. I, you know, I greatly appreciate you. I, I really, really, truly do. I wish you and your Seattle Seahawks the utmost respect uh, and in luck this year. I hope you guys just absolutely kill it because if you do, it'll just make my Sundays and Mondays very, very nice with my wifey. So do amazing things for us, please. I appreciate it. So I hear you. Uh, I appreciate you, Jeff. Wouldn't be here without you, man. Is it so weird for you to call me Jeff Renevere? No. <laughs> He's always just called me Rennie. <laughs> Rennie, J. Ren. That's, that's his contact in my phone, J. Ren. Jay Ren, I love it. Just anything else you want to leave our group and I'll let you get back at it? Because it looks like, are you back in San Diego right now? Yeah, about to jump into a workout right now. But okay. no, I just, I just, you know, hope for the best for all of you guys. Um, encourage you to lean on one another and grow as a team. Um, this life's about people and uh, it's about getting better too. So have a lot of fun. I wish you all the best of luck. Jay Ren, you're the man. I uh, wouldn't buddy. be here without you guys. You guys got a great leader. He may be annoying, and but he does have a good set of hair. So listen to him. Have a lot of fun. Have a great year, you guys. Appreciate you, Dis. Good luck out there, brother.